We've got the run club. We're back. We had the weekend off. We're up on the Gold Coast. Yep. We were running on the footy field, but we're back down at Centennial Park. So we've changed it the day to Sunday so we can mix and mingle with everyone. Yeah. Definitely going to be down there. Uh, 6.30 starts, Centennial Park, Homestead Cafe Stairs. We'll see you down there. See you there. This is the Levels Network. I'm Justin Hoddle, joined by the Triple OG, Widamu Mason. What's happening? OG, one thing I love when we're rolling in this morning, a truck was driving past us just in front of the studio yeah. to film the show, and Uncle Widamu gets screamed outside of the. <laughs> the reason I like when people say Uncle Widamu, because that is a reflection of not you being the 04 Clive Churchill medalist. Is that they follow our podcast? Yeah, it is. Because you weren't Uncle Widamu back no in the day way. before last year. Not so last year, when I hear that, it's um, it's always like a gratifying, um, yeah, message or, or response to to know that we're. That was um, funny, eh? That people were entertained by the potty. So yeah. uh, I thought I had a little giggle to myself uh, before, especially when you hear that Uncle Uncle Widamu Widamu yeah. Widamu. Speaking of and Uncle then up Widamu, the, followed by up the wires. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of up the wires, Uncle Widamu, um, it's going to be nice and sharp today. Yep. But because we're in the meat and potatoes of the ladder, the top yeah. four, I thought rather than doing all four teams, nah. let's do four and three, which is the Warriors and Melbourne Storm. We're going to break it down good. Yeah, we're going to uh, a little bit more detailed with with these two teams because they deserve it. Uh, we've also got some. Updated news from the whole Tamalolo, mm. um, Chad Townsend situation as well. Uh, Todd Payton made some uh, some comments about the leadership there, or or the the transition into the leadership. Um, there are reports that Jack Whiten is considering coming out of retirement for for Origin. I really want to get your opinion on that. And copped a little bit of uh, backlash about. Sharks not making the eight and me being a Sharks hater. So I've got some stats for the Sharks fans out there. So Don't get the show, man. Um, that'll be one of the YouTube questions plus um, some more questions around the Warriors and, and uh, Storm as well. Um, but before we get into that, just want to let everyone know that myself and Mace will be uh, at Australia's official Super Bowl 58 party on Sydney Harbour presented by the Tab and NFL a-U-N-Z. Uh, join us with NFL Australia and Tab for the official Super Bowl party on Sydney Harbour. Tickets are on sale right now. So for more information, follow the link in the bio. Also, we want to thank Jace and the team from Factory Sound. You can find them at factorysound.com. They have everything from DJ equipment, high-end audio, etc. So if you need anything like that, they're the place to go. Um we want to keep pumping the subscribers, Mace. We're flowing mm. at the moment. We had a really good year uh, last year, but we want to keep pushing that. So follow us on YouTube, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, uh, and make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and all. TikTok? We're a TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, enjoy, Facebook, we're there. We're on everything. We're on no, every platform. We, we copped, I think, on the weekend. You read the comments, us talking over each other. Like just to the support. It's like sometimes we just get a little bit of overexcited. We're, we're yeah. very, very aware of not talking over each other. So, like, we apologise to the listeners if last week was like that a little bit, but, you know, we just last got a little episode. bit. The last set was, was like that. You know, we're very aware of that. We, we sort of, you know, we, we're usually very good at that. So um, we'll try and stay Yeah, we hadn't got any yeah. like that. Yeah, we start, we just stay. Hey, I don't mind the criticism. We just stay on top of it and we just get better. Yeah, so do I. Um, here, here, here we go, mate. We've got the Body Science Energy Drinks. Uh, another part of doing content uh, that 
I think over the years, you know, whether it's if you've done some stuff on TV and, yeah. and you do the podcast, you it's a, a great indication of sort of where you are health-wise too. You can see, you know, if you blow it out a little bit, my cheeks are getting a little bit chubby in particular. Yeah. Uh, so we're lucky that we've got body science, the energy drinks, and the detail around nutrition. It is, mate. I mean, I've been I've been ambassador for body science for over 20 years. So I've been very, very blessed. Like I can get – I've had unlimited, you know, body science pr- product, like whether it be like fat burners, hydro, hydroxy burn, there's proteins, there's everything that you sort of need, you know. So like, you know, being in this sort of business, you can see yourself on TV and stuff like that and you can notice, you know, like – I can notice you say if I've had a big weekend, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you sort of you look a little bit so different. So like last episode? Yeah, you just think, but then you're like, you know, then the Thursday because you like I fast a lot and then you're like, you look a little bit different. So it's like, you know, we are very blessed to have body science along and just especially not just having him along, just the the education on nutrition mm. and actually knowing what's going on. That's And that's the perfect – we're the perfect sponsors with body science. They're the best. Yep. The BSE Energy Drinks are the ultimate solution for boosting focus and mental performance. So whether we're working out or doing the potty, yeah. mate, they are the mickey. All right, let's get straight into it, eh? All right. Like I mentioned, Rabbitohs gun Jack White is reportedly considering a shock representative retirement backflip amid speculation he had fallen out with coach Brad Fittler. Senior rugby league journalist Brent Reid from The Australian and Michael Shamus from the Sydney Morning Herald discuss White's New South Wales future following the appointment of the new coach Michael Maguire. I think there were suggestions even last year he might backflip on that decision, but now there's been a change of coach. This is from Brent Reid on their podcast, Footy Talk. Does it just confirm he had the shits with Brad Fittler? Responded Shamus. If he backflips and it probably hints that he did from Reid. So, um, I don't think Reid is that far off. Yeah. I heard those rumors last last year. Um, you know, I'm not going to name names. There was about three or four other players that will – we weren't going to play. Either. Frustrated. Frustrated with the position changes, where they were playing, how the, the coaching, just just murmurs, you know, like it's just murmurs and that's all you need to hear because usually most of them are true. You know, when Jack played, Jack's an integral part of that whole winning culture there. He's playing 5'8", he's playing off the bench, he's playing left centre, you know, like he's playing way out of position and um, yeah, I think he just got frustrated with being that, you know, and, you know, he just – decide to drop out. So if he does come back this year, it's because of that. It would be pretty clear, right? It would be very, That'd very be an clear. indication that he yeah. was frustrated with Freddie. My next question would be, would Jack White be part of your best 17? Yeah, but you just you, – yes, but where? Mm. Like that's, I, I can see why why the selectors had so much trouble with selecting selecting him at, a, at his preferred position where you had Luai and Cleary mm. or you had Cody Walker or you had a left centre called Latrell Mitchell, a right centre named Tom Trebojevic. Like where do you where does Jack fit? You know, he doesn't play back row, he can't play lock. He doesn't can't play fullback because you've got a guy called Tedesco. So therefore, he probably plays your 14. So in, a, in, the, in the most stacked New South Wales side, he was 14. Yeah, so – I think I find it hard as well to place him. I like him in the 14 jersey, but I also wouldn't mind because I think he's versatile enough to play, just say you use him as like 15, back row, center, cover outside backs. And I think you could still afford to have an an actual hooker on there. So whether you go with Api Corusio or Damien Cook, for instance, I think Reese Robson's a lock. I like Reese Robson because he's versatile enough to play lock, actual lock, whereas Cookie and Appy, I don't think they can. Well, I just think App, it's going to be Appy and Robson. Yeah, okay. Like, don't you think? Like, so because, my point because with like, that, so, though, just, so last year, like, Cook didn't – what's his name? Didn't he take his place? 
Um, yeah. Cookie, in the last name? In the last game? So Uppy played the first two games, but then he broke his jaw, right? So who played the last one? Robson. Cookie and Robson played Cookie games Robson. two and three. Okay. What was that, let's, mate? Let's, yeah, Cookie ended up in the centers. But uh, Robson played 80 minutes because Cookie had to go to centers. To that's fill in right. For hey, come on, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tommy, sorry. So I don't know what you do. That was game two. Pardon me. I pick Appy as my starting nine. And then it'll – I think Cook hasn't done anything wrong at, or, at that origin level. He mm. just carves up every time he plays. He's been one of our best for the last six or seven years. I don't think he's played himself out. And I just think what uh-huh. he can add – what he can add off the bench – Compared to Robson, Robson bangs. He's a great defender, but Appy bangs. So that's why I prefer to have Robson starting for me. We're getting off topic with yeah, Jack okay, One, yeah, but let's, like, yeah, let's finish I know, this I'm off. Because yeah, we were talking about positions the other day and the six jersey, and we didn't mention Jack White once, right? No. So he's probably our fourth, fifth choice 5'8". He's probably going to play centers for South Sydney, it looks like, the beginning yeah. of the year. So he's super versatile. That's why, for me, would play him in the 15 swingman jersey. I wouldn't have him as a 14. So then, therefore, Robson would be my starter and then I'd like to bring either Cookie or Uppy off the bench with that once, once they've taken the sting out of it. What if South Sydney carve up on that left edge? So you've got just, say, Cam Murray plays left edge, Cody Walker's at left 5'8", you've got Luttrell and you've got – and you've got fucking Jack White on that left edge. Well, Latrell and uh, Jack White could be fighting for that left centre position against each other. I know that's what, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, or just say someone's playing. Teddy don't start the season off that well. Mm. Latrell's coming out of the blocks. He's already lost about eight kilos. Maybe he can play fullback at that level. Well, someone. I don't that know. Up. I don't know what it is. You know, like maybe like I'm not sure what the selectors are thinking. But yeah. that could be that could be an option. But I'm thinking, you know, look, he's, he is not a full-blown like straight into the team. Do you think it's exciting for all these players now? Like not necessarily that Freddie's not coaching anymore, but it feels like everyone's got a clean slate again. Like mm. we mentioned the Luai. It is, yeah. We mentioned uh, who else was it that, that had sort of fallen out of favour. Someone mentioned Nico Hines. We completely – we forgot about Nico Hines like in the sixth jersey, yeah. right? Two years ago – You got crucified for that uh, Adelaide game. He remember? played one game off the bench. He fell out of favour with Freddie. So Nico is well and truly alive again. Um, I think it's exciting times for – Anyone, any specifically that six jersey and mm. um, even the hookers, I think they'll be yeah ready to go. We've got back rolls everywhere. We've got front rolls. We can handle. We can handle every position. It's just about executing it on mm. the field, picking the right players in the right positions. That's what I think players were frustrated with, getting picked out of position all the time. Yeah, well, what do you do when Turbo and Latrell, and then you got you know you got Teddy, and it's like you know I don't I don't know I don't know what you do. It's, any- behavior, it's, it's harder than you think. You know what I mean? Like, look at the position. Look at the players that Freddie had at his, you know, had to pick from. Yeah. And he picked the right players, but some players just didn't play good enough. Yeah. You can't put it all on Freddie. Yeah. Selections, be- some selections here and there, maybe, but like, you're still picking some gun players in that New South Wales side. I'm super intrigued to see like the new era of Madge and, and what his uh, selection process is like because. Thinking about some of the teams he picked over from the Kiwis over the last couple of years, in particular the World Cup and last year, they were pretty much spot on to what I uh, looked at. Yeah, that I thought the best 
team was for the Kiwis. And it's a little bit easier because there's probably less choices uh, for yeah, the Kiwis. I mean, a lot, easier, a lot easier. There was, you know, more um, – there was representation from a lot of the Kiwis boys playing for the islands, a little bit different than, than I had in years past. But And the fact that – there's a lot of big dogs that sit behind the selections, right? Yeah, okay. You know, Madge, Madge is the head coach, but there's about four or five selectors that whatever team they're going with, that's the team. Who would have been part of – because I remember Freddie obviously had Brandy that he mm. can find in. I wonder um, who Madge's is. Yeah, I wonder what his crew's like. Yeah. that'll be that'll be uh, – that's, that's crucial. That'll be crucial. It's very crucial. You know, he needs like – you know, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. You'd love to think that he'd have like a Ricky Stewart, but obviously he's not there. You know, a Craig Bellamy as your senior sort, but they're not going to be there. None of those guys. Like, but so I really wonder. Potentially, Advice? yeah, no, I don't think so. Mm. Like, I think he's old enough and senior enough and been around the block enough to know what he's doing. Yeah, he just needs some really good, you know, defensive def- defensive coordinators, some halves coach. You know what I mean? Like, just some specialist coaches. You know, that's all, that's all he needs. You don't need to over. You don't need fucking four hundred coaches. We'll take a little break here, so we don't. I'm going. We'll come back with it, Lukey. I just. All right, we got the names. I uh, had a quick search on Google. So, uh, New South Wales Chief Chief Executive David Trotter made the announcement today at the Centre of Excellence, also revealing that Maguire's high performance team will include John Cartwright, Johnny Cartwright, Matt King from Matty the Roosters, King, nice. and Brett White from the Titans. I like it. They're all Premiership winning players, True Blues, and current NRL assistant coaches. Good. So there you go. It's a pretty solid team. Highly respected Melbourne Storm football manager Frank Panisi will man. be the Blues team performance manager. Wow. What, who's the SNC, I wonder? Uh, physical performance is Andrew Gray. Andrew Gray, where's he from? Not too sure. Yeah. And Sean Edwards is the strength and conditioning coach. Oh. Have you heard of them too? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, okay. He'd have a good squad with him. He knows. Yeah. He's been around the block for a lot. It's great. It's a great thing for New South Wales. A whole fresh start. A new whole era is going to happen. So we just have to wait and see. Speaking of new starts, um, with Madge moving on, mate, Yep. it's come out recently in the last couple of days, Wayne Bennett has officially put his hand up to coach the Kiwis. So makes a lot of sense. Are I we suppose. surprised? He'd be a great candidate. He's coached England he's, and he's already coached New Zealand. He was assistant coach in 2008. Yep, with Mooks. Yeah. And he uh, has one more year year left at the Dolphins and then he's passing it over to Christian Wolfe next year. So yeah. I think he's a great he's candidate great. and he'd be – It's great for the international game. It's Wayne Bennett. I know PVL sort of had a bit of a crack at him. Yeah, that was funny. I can't believe he's, you know, coaching against us. A lot of that. Kiwis weren't happy he, with that. But he knows that. He knows it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a G up. But People wait. don't know the sarcasm and the banter. Yes, you, know, you could take things out of context, right? Yeah. Uh, PVL's a knock-around bloke. And Wayne just wants to help the international game. He knows bit of a good, rivalry. Yeah. He, yeah, and that. Yeah. Like he wants, to, he wants to put one over him because yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't the head coach in 2008. Mooks was. Mm. You know what I mean? So like everyone thought, oh, he was part of it and all that kind of stuff. You know, of course he was part of it, but like he wasn't the head coach. Mm. Head coach for him, gone to a World Cup final, Beasley got winning that. You know, but it's a different, different, different beast, New Zealand. Yeah, they're re- they're ready, they're, the, they're prime, mate. The next well, at the moment, they're the team. They knocked you guys off last year. We we I don't like to say we or wasn't part of it, but <laughs> we knocked you guys off yeah, last year. Yeah. Right. Everyone's got to claim it, mate. Like New Zealand should be so proud. Thirty nil. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a role reversal where, yeah, if Wayne gets the job, he brings back Mooks. He brings back Steve Kearney, who's been an assistant coach, probably done a lot, been a lot more successful as assistant coach than he ever was as a as a first yeah. grade coach, and really like perfect in that role. So it would depend who they've had in the last, uh, especially in that last camp. You're mm-hmm. not going to brush any of those guys. 
You know well, what I mean? Like 30, well, 30 nil. Depends who Madge um, takes with him. It's like he, he, Smudge, he might yeah. – some of these guys that we named, I don't, I'm not familiar with a lot of those guys that I just named. So Benny Gardner. I think Benny Gardner was part Benny of that. Benny Gardner was, he, was, he was, was with Madge and he was coaching the New Zealand – uh, Moldy, and then he went to Samoa. And then he so went to Samoa. So he's got Samoa, yeah. Yep. So uh, and he's also at Penrith at the mm. moment. So it'll be interesting. I mean, he's going to have some good people there, but you've got Wayne Bennett, New Zealand. That's it. That's your main dude. Well, the amount of respect that he has in the game and how, what he holds, and you for you to be coached by him, you'll be he, telling your grandkids that. Yeah. Wayne Bennett coached me when I was playing for New Zealand. Turned That's up, the aura that he had. Turn up in camp. Yeah. Wayne's the coach. You, you could be a young 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, Wayne Bennett coach just before he retired. Mm. You know, that's the, sort of, that's the sort of legacy. And we pumped you. We pumped Australia or something. All got pumped by Australia, whatever it is. But Wayne Bennett has that aura and that legacy already. You get coached by him. You're like, yeah, I got coached by the best. If we can't get Uncle Widemu back in the day, we get Uncle Wayne now. <laughs> yeah. And the coaches aren't stopping there. Cowboys coach Todd Payton has explained the decision behind replacing Chad Townsend and Jason Tomalola as mm. captains with Tom Deard and Ruben Cotter. So here's a quote for you, Mace. Right. Looking at our group, a few guys right at the back end of their career and over the course of the next 12 months or next two seasons, they won't be here for a number of reasons and we needed to make a shift in that regard so that we had enough time to give the sport that Tommy and Rubes need to develop into the best campaign they can be when all that experience is gone okay to be honest sorry i'll finish off quickly to be honest they were a little bit surprised talking about uh chad and jace but they understood where i was coming from both those guys have shown great humility around the decision and they're willing and want us to be successful and tom and rube successful and they're going to give them all the support for us to get there me dissecting this a little bit Understand with Townsend. Townsend, 12 30, months to go. 34 years old. 12 months to go on his contract. Tamalolo is what, 29? Jace is? 29, turning 30 maybe? 30 years old. He's turning 31 this year. He's turning about And he's got months. what, four years on his contract? He has four years left, yes. That's not the end of his career, is it? Well, I mean, like, he could say that for It sounds like it's the it's, end of his career. It sounds career. like, hey, if you get a better offer, kid, Go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know a team who needs a couple of middles. <laughs> Got a fair bit of cash. Got a bit of light blue in the background hey, here. Yeah. The blue and white. Yeah. It'd be perfect. It'd be, be perfect exactly for someone like that. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, he's, his leadership is not sitting there like, like a Mick Ennis and a James Graham mm. laying the law down, all that kind of stuff. He just leads by his actions, right? Mm. That's why he's co-captain. A bit more of a Roy as a target. Yeah, he just leads and he does, you know, he, he does Jason Talmalolo things, right? Yeah. But for him to have that, that conversation, I think it would have been like if you can find somewhere else and if you can get the two or three-year deal there. Compensation. Yeah. There you go. It sounds like that. It's, it, it, it does, it, it hints at that. It hints at, for me, if I'm reading between the lines and trying to figure out that quote, I'm looking at it going, for sure, obviously, Chad. This will probably yeah. be Chad's last year. And um, I've got something a little bit later on that because I think Chad can go around for another I couple think of years with the right team. With the right team. But exactly. I think he's I think, you know, he's been a great contributor to the Cowboys and he's left him in a better place than when he arrived. So there'd be nothing but I think well wishing from both Chad and the Cowboys at the end of the year. This could light a fire on both these guys, man. With Jace in particular, if it's not already on the cards and he's not being shopped around or given the permission to, there's a part of me that, you know, with that conversation about him being pretty upfront and honest to him now by naming the captains, maybe 
maybe Todd Payton goes, Jace, let's have one more, this last dance. Yeah. Like one more year, you've See, got three and then, years and then, left. We'll, and then we'll reassess. Maybe, maybe. Maybe reassess. I think that might be it. We yeah. don't want to get rid of you, you know, but – we want to see Jay. He only play, he played outstanding year two years ago. We've, we've we've spoke about this before on our past show. Like he just needs to be available, mm. and he needs to be fully fit. And then you'll get Jason Talmalolo numbers. He just needs to look after his body. I always say best ability is availability, and when he's available, he's usually top three player on that field for them. You know, I just hope he gets his body right and his mind right and this doesn't affect him like that mentally or anything because, I don't know, he's never been through any adversity like this. He's never been told that he, he'd have to go or saying that he's not playing well. So this is a little bit, you know, this is a bit different well for him. For the last 10 years, it's been nothing but you're one of the best locks, one of the best forwards to ever play the game, mm. not just in your era, ever. I picked, a, I picked the top 13. He was my lock. Yes, That's ever. where I put him. Well, that's how high that's I put him. Well, speaking of that, you were part of his first ever game back in 2013. Yeah, 10, this is year 2010. This is, oh, sorry, 10, 2010. This is year 15 he's about to embark on. What sort of personality is Jace like? How he, will he handle that? And is he the sort of guy that will take this sort of um, – Criticism? Criticism or – um, honesty, really. Like if, if Todd Payton has gone to him and gone, this is the way we feel about it, is he the guy to kick stones and want to get out straight away? Is he, would he be the sort of guy that goes, fuck it, let's try we'll get have, a We'll have a look at the start of his career. He couldn't even get out more than 25 minutes. Mm. He went to the lab and got fit and got fit and fitter and become the best forward nearly of all time. So that was a bit of adversity at the start of his career because they said you're not going to make it because you can't play more than 50 minutes or 60 minutes. He ended up being an 80-minute player. You know what I mean? Like, so he's got that in him. Yeah. So he's got that dog in him where he just went, you know what? Didn't don't say, doesn't say anything. He's one of those. But he's not going. He's not going to say. He's not going to argue with Todd Payton. Going, I can do this, this, this. He'd be like, yeah, you're, yes, you're right. I'll you're right. You. Then he, I'll just, I'll just show you when I play. Yeah. Get my body right, and I'm going to destroy the whole comp. But That's can, what I think he's built like. But can he though? Because his numbers have been restricted in the last couple. Been of years restricted as well. because of because of his because of whatever injuries he's had. Yeah. Whenever he's fully fit, what two years ago he was dominating. Yeah. He was back to the old Tamalolo. You know, he just needs to get in his 2022, body right. Twenty twenty two, he played uh, twenty five appearances. They won eighteen games of those. That's seventy two percent. Whereas in the years last year in particular, he only played sixteen games. They won forty three percent of that. The year before, they had a couple of rough years. Remember, yeah. before they changed around, 15, 16 games. He was pretty banged up in those years as well. Only twenty five percent, twenty percent win rate. But that was a different Cowboys team as well. Yeah, well, then they were, going, they were transitioning. going through the, the JT, the Gavin Coopers, and all these older blokes retiring. You yeah, know, Matt Scott. You know, Matt. You know, James Tarmow moving on. Matt Scott. All these guys, and then he was never that leader. He just had to be, you know, just turn up. Mm. He had Matt Scott and James Tarmow playing for Australia, playing for New South Wales, and playing for New South Wales and Queensland. Two arguably the best props in the game. He's playing lock, getting on the off the back fence on the third on the third fucking wave. Mm. After those guys, now he had, then he had to do that. He didn't have props, you know. Jordan McLean and all these other guys weren't doing, you know, they weren't those guys. Yeah. Now he's got the Ruben Cotters. Now he's got these other guys, Griffin Jordan McLean's, the Griffin Neems. He's got the guys to help him now. That's the reason why he played good a couple of years ago. He just needs to get his body right. Yep. And I think he's still got. It. I don't. Th I don't think he's. He's nowhere near past it. Nowhere near it. In your hard hearts, do you think Jace finishes his contract? At at the Cowboys, or you think he ends up playing somewhere as, as soon as next year, 12 months? Well, I just – I think he'll prove to everyone that he's still got it this year. Mm. And I think the hard talk that Todd Payton would have had with him, yeah. and he would just shut his mouth, get as fit as he can, and just play. Yeah. 
and it then extend him for at least another and twelve then, months. You know, and then it'll be you know because he did say work, two years. Then they'll work the it out, work it out, and see like if you want if you want to keep playing to you what. 35, that'd be 17, 18 years in the game yeah. if he fu- if he fulfills his whole contract. Or does he just like play another two years and just get on the coaching stuff and then just play? And then like, and it depends how much he loves playing, mm. right? This, this is all going to happen. He looks like he loves it. He still loves it. In. 15 years yeah. in, he still loves it. But I'm just saying, if he wants to carry on to 17, 18, year 17, 18, that's going to take a lot of toll. He ain't playing on the wing. He's playing in the middle. He's playing big minutes. He's hitting everything. The contact that he's copped in the last, like, you know, 10 to 12 years, it's been crazy, mate. So here's something that factors in for sure, and this is going to be a part of it, and this is the, this is the ugly part of the game that you've got to consider. Cohen Hess, been really good last couple of years. Yep. He's off contract at the end of the year. Griffin Neem, he's off contract in 2025, same position basically. Hylam Lukey, 2024 with a player option for 25. He's going to request – in my opinion, I think his management yep. will be talking to the Cowboys about an extension for a decent amount of money. Jordan McLean's finish at the end of the year. The other tearaway, if it's not Hylam Lukey, it's Finne Fuwiaki. Mm. He's off contract at the end of the year. So teams will be watching and circling. They'll be re- and, and if Jace is still on the roster, then it's going to be impossible to keep all these young, young talent. Even Luciano is finishing in 2025 as well. You know, I think the person that – Jason Taumalo is, he's, he's a club man first, right? He's club first. You know, so just in two years, he's got two another two more years to go. There's four or five players of contract. Mm. They they might have to go because he wants – because he has to stay on a million dollars. He might reconstructure the whole deal. He do you might think just, do you think he might, capable he, of that? Like, I think he think, is capable yeah, of that. Yeah. Or does he want to move down to Sydney? Because I don't think he really likes Sydney. I'd hate to see Jason in a different jersey. You know what I mean? Boys. Like – or, or does he reconstructure his deal and just like and just play maybe one more year? You know, there's ways around it, right? There's ways around it. But and the then, thing is, we talked about it last episode. He was on unders for so long, so yeah. now he's getting the juice. Maybe he might be on a little bit of money than um, his minutes warrant or his performance warrant yeah. now, but he's earned that. He's earned every so single if dollar. Him, if I'm him, depends how he feels. Yeah, it, it's all how he feels. Do I? Do, am I? Am I? Earn everything I've earned? Yes, I have. Do I deserve to be on a million dollars for my back two years, yes, three years? Yes, I do. Because then you start feeling – I'm not sure if he's invested his money right. I'm not sure what he's done with his coins. He must be – he could be set for life yeah. or he, he might be like, I need that two or three million dollars because you're not going to get it earning somewhere else yeah. or going to another club because they're going to be like, no, nah, he's not worth that. If he plays the back, the back two years or just this year, especially this year – if it's like last year, I think uh, I think Cowboys would have to chip in for sure. They wouldn't be able to just like completely you can't do that to tra- him. Well, they wouldn't be able to transition that contract anyway. I don't think teams at this point of his career, as great as he's been, would pay him. A million we always dollars. say now it's a business, right? Yeah. Look at him; he's just he's declined a little bit. He's still better than bloody eighty percent of the forwards out there. A Jason Tamalo now. Jason Tamalo right now could fit into any side and start. And he's on a decline, they reckon. Mm. If you, you know what I mean. Like if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're a club, you're still paying him a mil, mm. close to. Yeah, sometimes we'll yeah, eight fifty, eight fifty. Yep. Like if, he, if, he, if he proves this year that he's Jason Taumalolo, they're going to get him for two more years just to fix that middle up, and he'll be on a fair bit of coin. Yeah, I agree. Or at least the Cowboys. Will yeah, he ain't going to be dropping down to three or four hundred. No he'll way. be dropping down to eight fifty. No way. All right. Uh, 
like I said, like I mentioned, um, got a little bit of criticism around our picks on the Sharks and we've had this before. So I've got a, a message. Chad Townsend, back to the Sharks and them 13 to 17. Mate, the hate is on your sleeve. That's from Giggle. You don't hate Cronulla, do you? Giggleplex. Do I don't you? hate any teams. I do not hate I don't any think teams. You do. There's I don't. no hatred there. But he, here's, my, here's my worry with the Sharks and I'll throw you out some things. By the way, Chad Townsend's 33 and I still think life after the Cowboys, he could be – he could add some value to a team for sure. But when I said Chad Townsend, I didn't necessarily mean like Chad Townsend is the fix for Nico Hines, but a Chad Townsend sort of player, in my opinion, would suit Nico better than a Braden Trindle who is more an off-the-cuff instinctual player. Yes. So that was my point with Chad Townsend. wasn't necessary. I think I still do think Chad would be good for a season, a stopgap, yeah. um, to figure out – if someone else become better available, a bit like the way that the Broncos viewed Adam Reynolds a couple of years yeah. ago. Now, both have won comp- competitions before. Both game managers kick well, control the team, very vocal. But here's here's why I worry about the Sharks, and and this is this is what's happened in the last couple of years since Craig Fitzgibbon's been there. Outstanding year 2022. They finish second, but they lose back-to-back bang, weeks bang. in the finals. They lose to the Cowboys, second versus third, and they got absolutely blown out by the Rabbitohs. Shining light, Nico Hines, Daly M player of the year. So there's some positives, don't get me wrong. But I was like, ah, that's a little bit concerning to how bang, bang they went. Rabbitohs were a good team, don't get me wrong. Then 2023, they're struggling through the middle part of the season. They have really big wins against the Cowboys and Rabbitohs. And then I started to go, ah, maybe I was wrong about the Sharks because I was putting mm. them out of the eight, right? Remember that. I wasn't high on the Sharks. I thought they weren't going to make the eight. Then they win the games against the Kelb. I thought the Cowboys game in particular when mm. we were in New Zealand was super impressive. Yeah. They were dominant up there in North Queensland. And I was like, oh, you know, Braden Hamlin, Ueli, Toby Rudolph were out. Now they've got a full deck of cards. They're going to trample teams. They go out the first week of finals again to a banged-up Roosters team that had Siwa Wong and Angus Crichton in the centres. They also had Sandon Smith playing fullback in that game. Mm. So that was the last time I seen the Sharks play. Now, 13-17 to 17 might be a bit low, but over the last couple of years, they've also lost two out of their three most influential players in Wade Graham and Andrew Fafita, arguably over the last yeah. decade. It's probably yeah, Gale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's obviously it's so Gale, Wade and Andrew Fafita. Like those, those have been the guys that the Sharks have the last three years. That's a whole heap of successful veteran presence that's not there anymore. So I don't hate on any team. I just really have my concerns on the Sharks. And they've left a sour taste in my in my mouth the last two years at the back yeah. end of the season. So no hate towards the Sharks. No hate. It's just real talk. I love And if you're a supporter, they would hate what you're saying. Yeah. If you like this, of course you should, because like you'd think that they're gonna they're gonna kill it. But like when you put it down like that, just understand. If they're if, facts, if they are to prove me wrong, and I hope they do, yeah. Nico's going to have to have a, a, a massive year. I think one thing that's in their favour, and they seem to have a really good culture around there with like a lot of positive energy. Yeah. Ronaldo Mulatalo is really like Ronaldo. Um, Dal Finucane's still there. He's going to lead by example. So you've lost a lot of experience, but you do have. I lost him like in the back end. They missed him. Yep. So, and I just think Wade Graham on that left end really yeah. steadied them at the back end yeah. of the year. So. I could be proven wrong, not I'm a Sharks still, hater. Yeah. I hope these teams prove me wrong, but those are just my reasons for yeah, it. Sometimes I don't get as in-depth in the breakdown, but yeah. those are some of the things that I look at for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like the Sharks. I just, I'm just i not sold on Trindle. 
Not yet. Either of I need to, I need to see more of him. Yes, yeah, so do I, I. I need to see those combinations with Nico Hines. I need to see his defense pick up. I need to see Nico's defense pick up. But Fitzy's one of the best defensive players in the game yeah. and defensive mind. So if he can't fix it, he would have been working hard on it. He'd be all defense because I rate I rate them as a team. Man. They're tough. I also physical. want Hamlin Uwale or Royce Hunt to establish themselves as premier front rowers. Yeah, well. yeah. I feel Toby like Rudolph. they've got. And this is respectful to the to the players as well. Mm. They don't have a number one, as in, like when I look at Adam Fanua Blake, he's a number one. Yeah. Payne Haas, he's a number one. James Fisharis, he's a number one. I think they've got a really like a couple of twos yeah. would be really good complementary pieces mm. with a number one. But Hamlin Uale and Royce Hunt have got the potential to be a number one. I think yeah. Toby Rudolph is a great number two. Mm. I think like there are some other players that like I don't think Toby's. Toby's ceiling is always going to be rock solid. He's their worker. But in this day and age, I feel like you need a number one yeah. to at least be pushing for that. Man, like, I reckon Hamlin well, he's, he's he's ascending that way. Yeah. He is. Like his leg speed and his aggression and everything. Like He can be that guy. He just needs to stay on the field. A couple of little shitty little injuries th- threw him off last year. But it was a couple of games, man. He was just dominating everyone. His leg speed, now, he's like a fanua blade. Imagine, him in, imagine those two big passes next year. I feel like he does it every – five to six games. Mm. We just need a little bit more consistent because consistent, the, yeah. the top props do it every week. And the Warriors seem to be looking at him too because there's yeah. been reports that they wouldn't mind. Oh, what do we got here? GI at the Tigers t- training. Tigers, yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. that. That's just it's GI. Is he helping the young fella Buller? He's helping our dream Buller because they've got a uh, It's good to see GI back in the game, but yeah, it is, yeah. good mates with GI and he's always been like he stood back from the game for a fair bit. Had a bit of a break. Uh, yeah, he just, man, he just could, you know, he's GI, man. He's one of the greatest players to ever do it. And he was just cons- consumed with rugby league ever since he was 16. Mm. Like all of us, but, you know, he just wanted to go out there and play golf and just chill out. He lives out in Gregory Hills, out near Camden, just on this, <laughs> just fucking. Got a bit late. If you know GI, mate, he don't give a fuck. He's there, but he's got so much to give. So much. He comes into Origin Camp and everything. That gets his little fix. He does stuff with Triple M. But it's great seeing him back in the NRL because he is one of the greatest. He's, he is the greatest outside back to ever play the game in my eyes. You'd have a great ever. relationship with Shane Richardson Mate, too. And that's and- what that's the reason why he's there. Richo, yeah. Richo looks, looked after him his whole career. And but just to have him back at the West Tigers of all clubs. I like what the West Tigers have done. Yeah, mate. They've had a good offseason. They're going, yeah. GI, like he ain't just there to teach Buller. He's there, that back whole back five. If you're, yeah, and you're five, eight. <laughs> well, if you're not a player, I, I don't care. I play back row. If GI's in the building, Shit, even like, though he's there to coach probably Jareem Buller or specifically the outside backs, I'm talking to but him. But don't sleep, don't sleep on GI's uh, footy IQ either. He's smart as hell. Yeah. He knows every single position from left, right wing, left center, right center, five, eight. Everywhere. One of Clive Churchill. In yeah, he's a gun, mate, and, and a great person. So I'm glad to have him back in the NRL. All right, let's move on to the Warriors. Going through the games, we've got a really big one. One of the favorite sons is back, mate. Roger Tuovasa-Shek returns from mm. Rugby Union. A couple of nice other buys as well. Chanel Harris-Tavita returns from retirement. Oh, good. Uh, he, had a, he had a year, a gap year. He had a year off. And Kurt Capewell just recently comes over from the Broncos. It's a big buy. So they lost Viliami Valea, player that I like. I remember we mentioned on the Cowboys yeah. episode. Bailey Sirinan goes to the Catalan Dragons. Good luck. Um, our boy B. Willie, Braden Williami retires. Shout out to B. Wills. Yeah. Mudders Curran, he's with you at the Dogs. Ronaldo Volkman, that whole Dragon situation has not been resolved yet. And Vialingi Kepu is, has been released. 
As in, he doesn't have a club yet, mate. That's what I meant by that. Lukey was saying that the Warriors have indeed uh, looked up the Warriors. Medicals. Shout out to the Warriors. He still on doesn't that. have a club, yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's gonna have to require surgery, and hopefully, he gets back ASAP and gets a club. You get a club. Someone can latch onto him halfway through the year. You get a club. Get him a training trial uh, and and work Even towards St. getting George back. Should in be looking at re-signing him. He's there. Yep. You're rehabbing him. You're not going to rehab him for nothing. Yeah, you, know, you want something out of him. Imagine if he comes back and beats that dude. All right, here we go. OG, got some breaking news uh, before we get on to the teams. Kalen Ponga on a collision course with Reese Walsh as Night Star confirms origin intention. So he's been, he, he was at a, um, it looks like he's been interviewed here uh, for the Knights. Newcastle superstar yeah. Callum Ponga has revealed he won't be available to represent Moldy All-Stars next month, but he will put his hand up for Queensland selection and opt in after he opted out of the 2023 series. The revelation puts him on a thrilling collision course with Broncos young gun Reese Walsh. Oh, I love it. I do want to put myself forward for Queensland this year. Ponga told Triple M Newcastle tenure and Steve on Wednesday. Hopefully we can have another good season here or I can play Origin. Ponga's a rainy daily medalist. Let's get some quotes. It's a special game for both cultures and I've been lucky enough to be a part of it for three series now, uh, talking about the New Zealand Maldives. But I want to focus on the Knights and get myself right for the season. So a few things to take in there. Let's start off with... I think obviously as a club you'd love it. Newcastle yes. Knights are stoked. He, not only did he put the Knights first last year by turning down Origin mm -hmm. or, or part of that decision about not playing Origin, yeah. he's done it again now to start the season well at the Knights after coming off such a successful individual and team year. So the Knights are going to be pumped straight away. Yeah, you'd be stoked. I mean, he just put the, he's putting the Knights first. I know, I know what it's like playing for Newcastle. You, you know, you signed probably one of the biggest deals in the history of that club. Well deserved too. He deserves every single part of his money, but that – with the money becomes a lot of pressure, right? Mm. You walk around the streets there, you don't play that good football. As I said, they'll check you, you know? And he's like, he's, he, he, he played that well last year and everyone knew that he was under the pump all year about getting head knocks and everything like that. And that little fucking animal still turned up every single week. They'll never forget that, what he did. Well, now he's set the bar for himself. Yeah, no, no, but I'm he? just saying, he can, he, he, football's easy for him. Yeah. This is easy. It's not a challenge for him to go out there and carve up all the time. You, you, we know we know what you're doing when we look at you. Good luck stopping it. Yeah. When you have all those moving pieces and everything like that, they know how he plays. They've got the right positions and all the right people in the play, like all the players. Everything's there. Everyone and I just love how he's there. They still couldn't stop him. Could they, they still couldn't stop him. We knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. You get to the middle of the field. It was a lot four, be five and four. He just smoked the fucking B and C, and then out the back, all that sort of stuff. He just made it look real easy, but. His commitment to Newcastle is what Newcastle people want to see, and I'm glad he did that. Captain of the club. And he's a captain of the club. He, look, if you're a New Zealand Māori or anything like that, don't say anything. Don't be pissed off because he's, represent, he's played three series in a row. Yep. It means a lot to him, you know, but it means a lot to him playing for Newcastle and playing Origin as well. Mm, he, he wants, wants to, to go head-to-head -head with Walsh. Love that. That's what I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's his position. That's his position. He should be the one. He had it for three years. He's a fucking that one for, 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 New, for, for Queensland. And he should have been nearly picked there. He would have been going head-to-head -head with Teddy if he, had, if he had decided to play for Queensland last year. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's his yeah, position, yeah. mate. Walsh has got – Walsh, they're not going to pick Ponga in front of Walsh because of what Walsh did for Queensland last year. You don't think it's a I know what they're like. I think it's going to be a fair competition, but you're going to probably pick Ponga at 14. Because of Walsh, because of what he did last year, he was fucking here player of the series if he didn't like 
get didn't suspended, get, get suspended or some shit like that. You know what I mean? He was one of the best players. Yeah, he was up there. He's up there, mate. So he's like, he stamped his foot down. Now Pong is coming for it. And I love that competitive shit and fucking players. Iron sharpens iron, Yeah, baby. man. And he's going to go at it. He's going to go for the Knights. And he's have to, it coincides with him playing brilliant football with Newcastle to get picked in that side first. Because who's a 14 for Queensland? Ben Hunt, has he retired yet? I don't know. He'll probably go, he'll probably try and go again. DCE, yeah. is he out? That's a big decision. Sam Walker, is he out? Like all these guys, you know what I mean? Like it's a big decision. These guys are still on top of their game. DCE's still on top of his game. Ben Hunt's still on top of his game for Origin. They're not going to let that go. Mm. They're not going to let it go. The Broncos and Knights until back into July as well. They don't play until the back. So Luki just said that the Knights and Broncos don't play until the back end of July as well. That's right. And it does it right with Origin. That's going to be fun to watch. If, if it's just fun to watch them each week yeah. just to see how hard they go. Yeah. You know, they don't need to play against each other no. to be competing against each other. No, 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 no. They'll be just competing just, just the way that, you know, the stats and all that sort of stuff and wins and losses and how they're going on the ladder. Walshy seems it. like the type of kid to like yeah. read this and take it personally. You well, should. In the best possible way. Walshy should. Yeah. Because he's get like, competitive. Because he'll be like, shit, that's Kalen Ponga. Yeah. I looked up to him. I looked up to him four years ago. Yeah. Now I got his spot. Yeah. Come and get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to the battle, boys. Yeah, Do man. your best work, baby. All right, mate. Let's, Mace, let's get into my Warriors predicted lineup. So, despite the favorite son coming back, Andrew Webster gave him his word FaceTime, Chance Nickel Clocks, that he's still fullback. Um, one spot I think is a lock is Dylan Martinez Lesniak, yeah. but there's also been chat if Roger doesn't play centers, he could indeed play wing. Uh, therefore, a guy like Marcelo Montoya uh, could miss out on his spot. But I got Marcelo because he was really good last year. Yeah, he was unreal. Uh, therefore, I've got Roger in the centres and I've got Rocco Berry beating out Adam Pompey. Who do you yeah, think keeps the spot in the centres? Rocco Berry was good. Yeah. Adam Pompey played every minute of every game last year too. He was outstanding. Well, it depends what side – uh, Roger wants, wants to play. Yeah, does he play right side? Do you side? think that will determine it? It won't come down on who because, you think like, the best yeah, players. He's got a mad than... left foot, but he he developed a right foot as well. So if he can play on the left, he can he will sharpen you up with that left foot. So is his best work his left? Yeah, if he's left, he's left foot. He was okay. always left foot. Then around about 2015, 16, he started developing right foot. So I was in and away. So he started smoking people like that. So so, so does left edge make make more left sense? side center is his position? Well, that's Adam Pompey's spot. Yeah, and who's your five eight there? Um, that's tough as well. And who's I've your got, left back bro? I've gone Metcalf as my six, yep. but I think Tomato Martin will obviously put some pressure on him. Who's the left side back row? Left side back row is Kurt Catewell. That's that's good. That's a good side. Good edge, eh? Yeah. And you got near core on that other side. Near quarter on the right with gun. looking after SJ yep. with potentially uh, Rocco Berry. Um, front row stays the same. Adam Fanua Blake and Mitchie Barnett. Wade Egan was Egan. outstanding. He's yeah. been outstanding for a while. Tohu Harris stiffens up the middle, yep. the OG through the middle. And their bench pretty much picks itself as well. The board bros off the bench, Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavanga. Jackson Ford, I think, goes back to the bench. He had a really good season, breakout season last year. And Buntiger Four. It's a decent side. Yeah, it's a good team. It's a decent side. I like it. Just depends where they put RTS. It's just that's a big one. Yeah, that's the big question mark because you know, apparently I watched the uh, I watched the New Zealand Warriors podcast. Yeah, and uh, Monty Beatham was on there, and he yeah. reckons my player to watch as well. By the way, Ali Lautau. 
who mm. played a few games for him last year. Uh, apologies yeah, I if I uh, yeah. pronounced that name wrong. Has been on fire. Monty said on the on the podcast. What position is he? He's centre. Oh, so no. he's going to be putting some pressure on. Also, you know, probably not Rog because Rog would play either centre or wing no matter what. But maybe like the Rocco Berries or that and Pompeys of the world. Oh, they'll be under the pump big mm. time. Yeah, RTS man. That, that's the big. That's the only concern. Where do we play him? Do you know what I mean? Like he's got so what much you, talent. Where would you be playing? We're playing a fullback. That's it. Well, over Chansey? Yes. Where do you play Chance then? Fucking center, left center. Mm. They just have to learn how to. I don't know. They'd have to swap. I'd probably be more inclined to keep Chance there because at I, least he Rogers deserves played it. Multiple positions. He deserves it. Yeah. Because like, he killed it last year. He knew he was under the pump. He had to prove himself. Prove that everyone. It's my spot. Good. It's your spot. Yeah. It's his spot till he loses it. Yeah, I agree. That's it, but then I'm just I'm not sure where you put RTS. You know, he's a right arm carry. He carries the ball in two hands, but he tucks it in his right. He's a left arm, predominantly left arm, left left foot step. He's going overs all the time. Then he can cut back, so he could play right center easily mm. and left center. So it's just like he's just got so much talent. It's unbelievable. You just want to put him in those positions wherever the ball is predominantly going. Need him to get there. I don't want him to play right side center. And just kick chase, kick chase, kick chase, kick chase, and then get back play play twos. Play threes. Yeah, because Rocco Berry on the right in particular, he runs that really strong, tough line yeah. for Shawnee. So I think he'll stay on the right. And on the left, they had that real beautiful shape. Remember when they would have the lead runner, like a middle, and they would play the little fan yeah. shape out the back, and yeah. the fan shape is the block for block. Yep. I think he'd be perfect on the out. Yeah. They did this skip. So Luke Metcalf would be at the back or Tamani yep. Martin. Wade Egan could double cut out, tunnel ball through to Rog. Yeah. Nice soft hands on the left yep. as a left center or jam come off the yeah. left. Because you've got so much talent, right? Just that left foot, right foot, all the skills. Like, and he would have picked up a shitload playing union as well. Yeah, a little bit thicker, probably. Yeah, too. but like left to right pass and right to left pass, and they stick they, they all they do is pass. He just would he would be nailing that. So it's it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. A great problem to have because iron sharpens iron, eh? Yeah, because him they'll be going at it. All right, for the Warriors to win the grand final, they had $19 to make the GF, $9 to win the minor premiership, 21 to uh, make the top four, $3.25, yeah. and to make the top eight, $1.65. To miss the eight, they're $2.10. Here's a question from Bosco Harris. Do you believe the Warriors could be the Cowboys of 2022 to 2023 and completely fall off their one-hit wonder? They've been known to do this. They do scare me like they that. They scare me like that. Yeah. But I'm just thinking what Webster has installed and that culture and how they were con so consistent last year and they bought into what their what the whole ethos and everything was, the culture, what they're building. That was the Cowboys the year before, though. Yeah, I know. See, that's why I'm shitting myself because and, – and the Warriors are known for that better than anyone. Yeah. I don't think they'll fall off. Okay. I honestly don't, but they do have potential, but yeah. I just don't think they will. Yeah, I'm slightly worried about it. I'm, I'm, very, worried. I'm very, very worried about it. I think the inclusion of Rog will be a reason they manage to not get complacent. And I think a guy like Rogers watched from afar and when he comes back and goes, I want to be a part of this and push the standards. And, push the standards. and going, we're a, we're a chance to win something here. Yeah, they are. This could be special. Fanul Blake's going, you know, like you're not, you're not going to have that premier front rower. Like you've bought Capewell, you've, you've stacked the deck. Out of you all have the stacked the deck for, for a competition this year. That's what they're going for. Out of all the teams in the top eight that we've addressed, the probably Roosters and Warriors have got the biggest gains without not too many loss, without, without a crucial loss. They're better than last year. Yeah. 
Capewell does all those little things. He kick chases everything. He's down there all the time. He does his play twos. He just runs. His, he's a selfless player. He'll just run decoy. He might get the ball like four or five times, but they might be tries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just does all these little things. You He'll know what I mean? For Metcalf, perfect. Though. Perfect for Metcalf. Perfect for RTS and like that whole left edge. Yeah. No one really gets around him. Yeah. And does he play left edge? Does he play right? He plays left, doesn't he? He plays left, Capewell. Yep. Left arm carry, yeah, 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 he does. So, but he can play anywhere too. So he's very versatile. He can play in the centers as well. I've seen him play in the centers, playing yeah. Origin, Origin centers. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, <laughs> twenty twenty, marking up against Turbo, I think. Like, mate, ridiculous. So I think I think they don't they don't lose much. They gain everything, and they yeah. were a top four finish. My predicted finish, I've got them just outside. I actually had them on fifth, but I've got them in the five to eight. I think um, doesn't matter for them. The Warriors will be consistent again if they can sneak into the top four. That's a bonus, but. Uh, I'm not too worried about them dropping off. No. Um, I've got a little bonus question from our mate Vintage Jackson. <laughs> uh, he's asked, Waz versus Storm are not playing on Anzac Day anymore, well, this year anyway. New Zealand gets a home game, but it's against the Titans. I'm a bit disappointed that in that. Sucks. I didn't know that was the case. There's no Anzac Day test anymore, which was great. And then that was the closest thing was Melbourne and I- – Oh, yeah, so no Anzac Day test. Yeah, yeah sorry. Like you know, like the St. George and the Roosters, they play on Anzac Day, which I enjoyed the rivalry, didn't like oh, the Warriors. Oh, it was crazy. Storm. The Warriors and Storm, you know, at least that's New Zealand and an Australian team. You know, there was – I don't know why they do it. I don't know Does why they did it. Know? Why did they do it? Why yeah. are the Titans the team? Yeah, if, why? You, if you know the reasons and we've missed it because I was did trying Mel- to look. did Mel- a Melbourne, they don't want to take their home game to, to New Zealand? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Fuck, they should be still – Thanking New Zealand about the fucking COVID, about saving the whole competition. So if they want the home, if, they, if you can bring a home game to New Zealand, you should be still doing that. Mm. Don't forget, and it's only a couple of years ago they saved the whole NRL. If, yeah, you got, if you've got an opportunity to take your home game to New Zealand, you should be doing it. Yeah, it's funny from Melbourne. So let's get on to them, right? Uh, 2024 losses, Tarek Sims, Le Catalans. Is Jaden, the Catalans? Yeah. <laughs> Jaden Nicarim has gone there as well. George Why Jennings not? is unsigned. Jordan Grant is unsigned. Tom Eisenhuth went to the Dragons and Jazzy Olin was a part of that train to the West Tigers for their only gain of the offseason, Sean Bloor. So wow. my predicted lineup, and centers is a little bit harder, but – i got Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, there's news today. I've seen a, a clip on Instagram today that he's uh, in line to right, play try, in the trial, trials. Trial game, yeah. He's going to get a trial game. So that's great news for not only uh, Pappy, the Storm, but Rugby League. Just so it's always him. a better competition when he's for back. him, mate. Awesome. Uh, got Will Warbrick and Will Warbrick on the wings. <laughs> meant, meant, to be, meant to be Xavier Coates. Um, i got – centers a little bit tougher – you got a combination now that Justin Ollum's moved on of Nick Meany, young Tonomapaya, if indeed Nick Meany doesn't play fullback, that is, because Nick Meany could still be their first choice fullback until Pappy gets some Ks mm. under the legs. But I've got Nick Meany on the left. I've got Marion Seve on the right, and I've left out a couple of big names, in particular Remus Smith, um, who Marion Seve beat out Remus Smith last year. He got injured, but started. But even when he came back, Remus Smith came He's to way the off. He was on the He's wing. Off. He was on the yeah. wing, and uh, young 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 Tonomapaya also beat out Remus yeah. Smith as well. So some competition in the outside backs, mm. for sure. Um, no competition in the halves. Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes. Um, Christian Welsh. I got Nelson up front with Harry Grant. Alyssa Katoa had a really good season. Uh, and he's going to get better. And Trent Liero is a young kid who's. I think he played at one point. He played every minute of every game for a long period there. That's so much. Josh King. 
is a, a typical Melbourne Storm player. On the bench, I've got either Tyran Tyran Wishart, Wishart or Sua Falongo, the young Terraway. You've got to have that young kid in there. Got Tui Kamakamitha, Sean Bloor come over from the West Tigers, Ooh. gives a bit of versatility off the bench, and Bronson Garlic. Yeah. Play to watch, Sua Falongo. Easy. Out of the whole NRL, he's the player to watch. Yeah. Not just fucking Melbourne. Yeah. He's the guy. I mean, Melbourne will make the eight just simply because of Grant, Munster, Jerome Hughes, and Pappenhausen, if he's half, even if he's half fit. Yeah. Nelson, Welsh, you know, those names, they'll get you through. They know how to win games. The culture is crazy, right? They're almost a lock for top four because it of those is. Names, right? You know, they just get, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, maybe it's time for them to fall off. And I'm like, no, they weren't going to fall off because they've still got Munster and they've still got their Jerome Hughes and all these sort of guys. And, you know, who knows? If just say for Reem and Smith, Reem and Smith and Seve, they might have a breakout year because if he's fit, Reem and Smith, he plays for New Zealand. Yep. He just Two got years busted, ago, yeah, he does. He just got busted up a little bit last year. Well, he Injuries. Did his, he did. He injured his knee at the back end of 2022, yeah. and he's having his best and those, campaign. Those blokes, those blokes need, you know, they need that extra bit of speed. So, Josh King, all those sort of blokes. Liero is going to have his second year. The other second kid, full year. Yeah, second full year. The other back rower. You know, like he can Katoa. Yeah. Like he can play. Like yeah, he just he needs. He's going to get used to the fitness and how they play. He got. He got. He got. Used to it, sort of middle of the year, back end of the year, start making some line breaks, all that kind of stuff. They forced him into eighty minutes. Hey, they well, they forced to, him. Yeah, yeah, you're just playing. Big Nelson. I'm not sure if you. Big Nelson's is the is the the big key to that side. All right, right let me get to a question then, because this right. one's from Jacob Coolwell or Jake Coolwell. Sorry, thoughts on Storm front row rotation? Would you start Nas and bring Tui off the bench? So. The reason he asked that is because out of 20 games that Nelson played last year, he only started in the front row six. He was off the bench for nine of them and he also played a little bit of back row when Alicia Cattell was out either suspended mm. or injured as well. So what's Nas's best position if, for a Melbourne Storm? I think the way that Bellamy looks at things, it's, it's all about matchups. You know, like sometimes if if you want to go straight through the front door, you start Nas, right? But depends who you're playing, yeah. right? If you play against Penrith, it's hard to go hard against you know Leota Fisher Harris because they they don't they don't care about Nas they'll go up they'll attack him Mitch Kenny their body side their body type can get underneath him mm. if you're playing a lesser team with no real middles you start Nas in the middle right and he will just destroy you if he if, if he wants to right and off the bench sometimes you just want to give him a rest just so if your middles can do the job Kamitha can do a job Wells yep. can do a job you need some impact just say you've got nobody coming off the bench. And he's the only dude that can – he can because he's got that leg speed, he's got everything like that, and he's powerful. He can come on and just be destructive. Welsh can't do that. Come and Kamitha can't do that. They weather the storm. They can weather the storm, get the big boy on after 20 minutes, play the back end in 20, and he can just do some shit that no other player can do. And sometimes when he needs to protect or spot up their left three, just say if it's a young kid who can't – just say Sullivan or someone who's not a very strong defender, yep. you get that big bugger out there on that right edge and you just give him early ball so he can just trample him yep. and protect his three men as well. If you've got a young kid who just say um, – It was – Garlic and someone else or just say they played – Two years ago it was Cooper Johnson, Yeah, right? Cooper Johnson and you've got to protect him, you know what I mean? So, you know, you've got to sort of run near Nas to like – he's just got to tuck you around the legs and he just comes over the top. So he can play – a plethora of positions and the reason why is because of that. So you just like his versatility. You he's don't versatile. No. You don't want to lock him into a position. No. You don't want him to be the starting front row. No, because you can you can 
I don't care how big and strong you are in today's game, you cannot just destroy a game in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? It's it's easier for him to even play a little bit wider in the first 10 or 15 minutes and have Walsh and Kamakamitha just like take those hard hits. Get a little bit wider, get at the four-man, get at the three-man. You Quick. start to get the joy of the back end of Haas yes. even more so, don't you? know, you? and even if he comes on as a back rower, you know what I mean? It, that takes that real craziness out because the start of the game is brutal and you're going to three three people are hitting him at the, you know he's a big big human he can handle the hits you know what i mean but like he's getting hit three ways hitting the ball hitting the hips two legs this and that trying to drive him back you know so like you can you can nullify nas but then sometimes you can't mm. depends on where you are in the game what time what position you the what you said right at the start i think matchups is matchups super is key I think you remember the thing to the last game that they played against Penrith where he sort of lost his shit at the start yeah. of that game because they started him and they wanted him to go, you know, be an enforcer. And I think sometimes Liam, he, Liam Martin just went at him. The whole team. Yeah. Well, he, no, he, went, he was on the other side, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Because remember, I was looking forward to it. I said, I want Liam Martin to go over there. So I think Sorensen and that would they just they just move real quick, Penrith. They're just yeah. fucking quick. I think, I think they started Christian Welsh off the bench, actually. And Nas started in the front row, but he was just trying to really hit Cleary a couple of times. It yeah. wasn't crazy bad. Yeah, but it was just, just a push, but it was late. Yeah. And it looked way worse, and then you, you slow it yeah. down. It's all matchups. All right. For Melbourne Storm to win the competition, $13 to make the grand final, $6.50. Minor premiership eleven dollars, top four two dollars seventy five, top eight dollar fifty five, and to miss the eight two twenty five. I'm really excited for the storm this year. I know we talked about it at the back end of last year and to start the season that uh, Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes were back training pretty much straight after they'd finished the Pacific Cup. Sends and, a message, and and they seem like they're pretty keen for a big year. They so. can fuck around and make a grand final, can't they? Easy. They made the they made the top four last year. I'll run through. They made the top four last year. We thought everyone thought they weren't going to make the eight. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for the drop off, and they don't drop off with those. I've players, used mate. the system to determine my uh, top eight this year and bottom eight, and I'll go what through that after after next week. I'll go through my system. I'll tell you my system. Fucking good front rows, decent halfback. That was pretty much it. Yep, <laughs> you know what I I'll, 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 I'll give you a bit decent more halfback and a it. fucking good fullback. Yep, that's it. I had a point system. Put it and that way. Just, I had a point and system, and that's what they've got: dogs up the front, halves, guns, Best fullback. Who cares? And everyone, everyone else just – then you'll make the eight. Yeah. And remember, what are you really gambling with? And if you need free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or you can hit gamblinghelponline.org.au. OG, yep. another great episode. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend and we'll come back with two All big right. dogs.